Hey, what's up, La Familia? You crazy football-loving nutters. This is Ray Hudson, and you are luxuriating and listening to the Inter Miami podcast with a stupefyingly magnificent Jay and Alex. Two lads who are as electrifying as a hairdryer thrown into a hot tub. Stay tuned, because you know what it's going to be. It's going to be magisterial with an amplifier. Good first, great first, shall we? Very strong. No smoke, no issue. No, everyone's in happy. Uh, all around the entire night, thought it was uh pretty well rounded and feel like that's how it should be initially. Like, that's what the, the vision was. And that, I feel like that was the first time it's ever been like that. Yeah, yeah. call me crazy. But welcome everyone to the Inter Miami podcast. I am Jay Kington, joined by, as always, Mr. Than Harrington and our special guest, a member of the pod squad and host of Away, co host rather, of Away Days um, and Dreaming of Freedom, member of Black Herons United. I'm forgetting all the other credits you have because it is a quite long uh, resume, but uh, happy to have you. We're talking about Mr. Cali Urudia. How are you doing, bud? I'm doing great, man. I'm really, I'm one impressed that you nailed the last name and two that you nailed down all my, all my credentials there. I think I missed five. No, you're, you're good. I, what is it? Yeah, I'm now part of the IMPC universe, uh, co-host of Away Days with uh, very own Brent Griffin and uh, Dreaming of Freedom, co-host there, and uh, yeah. Uh, officially secretary of black herons united so hey secretary nice all right working your way on up fan how are you doing buddy how was your weekend i mean it was it was good man i'm here just uh you know enjoying a a nice win from our boys and then celebrating the carabao cup final against the uh the upstart newcastle united boys in black and white and uh you know I'm just happy that one of us in this group is going to have some sort of silverware at the end of the season. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. I was literally walking the halls at work today, and someone just goes, yo, you guys are so trash right now. <laughs> in, my, in my classroom, I have a giant flag of Bobby Firmino, and I have students that come in every day and like, you guys suck. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah especially for the Champions League game against Real Madrid. Like we went up to we went up two over early and like I, I was following it on my phone and I was telling my kids like oh we're up we're up we're gonna be Real Madrid and then sure enough like the next day I walk into school I'm like no one say a damn word to me yeah <laughs> yeah hey, look we, we we had we had a good run okay <laughs> we're gonna have a couple of down years but this isn't the EPL podcast at least not yet we do have amazing phenomenal first time ever in the history of Inter Miami I'm talking about we won. Our home opener. We are undefeated. We are undefeated. Tied for first. Not technically. We're in second. But damn, we've never been this high. And it feels so good. I hope this lasts longer than a week. But tough game coming up. Than, what was your uh, 
very initial, I guess, reaction to this because you were you were able to view this on the beautiful new platform Apple Plus, which I heard had zero production issues, was just a phenomenal time. No complaints. You were just one happy camper with everything on that. How, how was it on the other side? Because I was actually uh, basically next to uh, to Callie being harassed by uh, one of those really <laughs> long sheets. Like they're always cool. I'm mean, I'm usually like close, but like not like that close. Man, I was just getting crushed all night. It was great. It sucked. Like <laughs> it had absolutely what? sucked. Like first off, it looked like we were playing white v gray. You could barely see anything. You couldn't see the ball on the field because it was so whitewashed. All of the billboards that are around the stadium, depending on who was on there, you couldn't read. Uh, the commentator sounded like they just plucked her out of the stands and said, hey, go commentate a soccer match. Go see what you can do. Apparently, she had a co-host. You could never tell the difference between who was talking and who wasn't. So that was fun. And then every so often, the audio would fade out and it would sound like a robot talking through the through the microphone. And then when you think everything's getting better, then the video feed would cut out. So it was. And I uh, heard there were there were some issues with like the feed being delayed. So people were getting updates on like ESPN of the goals before it even happened on, on Apple Plus. Yeah, that happened to me. I I knew about the Chris, uh, soft goal before it even happened on TV. I was like, well, what the, what, why, why, why are we having so many issues? And I understand like it's week one. But even on like their, I don't know what they're even calling it. They're like like wraparound show, which had Kalen Kyle and and all them on it. Like they didn't even give them chairs. They were standing for most of the show. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, well, it's finally glad to see we got you guys some chairs. So it was really a a live kind of vibe. It was definitely uh, for me a a crapshoot. I know other streams like the uh, national stream was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I was like, okay, cool. Can't wait to see what Miami has, you know, for their stream, and definitely wasn't the same. Well, it's 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 mighty big shoes to fill when we're talking about replacing, uh, you know, Ray Hudson as just the 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 guy who was on my thirty three, right? Easy access, no real issues. There's going to be a little hiccups, I guess. You know, that's going to be some that hopefully they can work through. Um, I'll be experiencing that this weekend as I watch abroad. Uh, but man, hell of a win, Callie. Quick, quick thoughts on it. You were there with me. Overall uh, vibe of the night. Before we get into the game, just overall high level vibe. Um, for me, it was probably the best atmosphere I'd been in. Um, I missed the Orlando game last year because they they switched it, and I ended up not being able to go. But last night was, I think we were like ninety eight percent full capacity. North Sand was was bumping, man. Like I'd never seen Drive Pink like that personally, and it was awesome to be a part of it. Um, aside from Jay getting assaulted by the by those that curtain blanket thing or whatever it is, man, it was it was crazy. I got I, I walked out of there absolutely doused in beer, which is always a great thing when you attended an Inter Miami game. So atmosphere wise, it, it was unmatched, like top atmosphere I've been in. I agree. I mean, it had to have been the attendance record outside of the Barcelona game. Yeah. Um, we've been begging and begging and begging just to see what this thing would look like. Maxed out for a game. I mean, we were really, really close to it. If we can, I think, keep that atmosphere, because I agree with you. That was like, I think the best it's been. I think everyone 
in Lothmillion, the North Stand was on the same page, all picking up the same energy from each other. I mean, it was just, it was a really, really fun, uh, hell of a night. And, um, I mean, let, let's get into it, Than. Go ahead and, uh, and break us down here on, uh, on the game here, man. How to start? Who? What do you think of the lineup, too, man? Let's get into it. So, first off, you know, we love we love our club. We love the club. We do, and we love that they communicate everything to us in a quick and reasonable time frame. So, I was super stoked to see Coco out there getting 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 warmed up. Our our little fashionista uh, running around with Joseph Martinez out there. I'm like, hey, where's Leo? Where is he at? Hmm. Um. Yeah, that was that was definitely probably the only negative I would say from this match was not being able to see Leo out there. But overall, lineup looked good. We had Calendar, Negri, McVeigh. I'm never going to be able to get his name right the exact same time every single time. But uh, Krivetsov. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. Yedlin, Mota, Pizarro, Gregory, Stefanelli, Coco, and Yosef. Uh, it looked like it could be a potent lineup. I was a little... Personally, I was a little surprised not to see Robbie Taylor out there. Um, I thought he would at least get a shot on day one, but He's yeah, injured. he is Still dealing with an injury. And wasn't yeah, he yeah. in and Finland getting his green card also? You Sounds might be right. Me. Listen, but, third uh, shift yeah, life I mean... is a completely different world. I miss so <laughs> many things. I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah, I got it. All right, let's go forward. He's but, trying to hang on. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. But yeah, like. Because I, I remember at one point, I think I leaned over before the game started. I was like, we discussed that at some point, one of the two strikers is going to get injured and we're going to have to just use one of them. And then here we are. Game one, which, you know, as Phil said, it's not a major inner, uh, injury. It's just a minor uh, calf strain. So hopefully we could potentially see him this weekend. If not, certainly for uh, for the following game here. Um I'd be remiss to not mention, as I told uh, some people that I would, about the T-Mobile deal for Apple Plus. So if you are a T-Mobile uh, subscriber, uh, or I don't know, customer might be a better word, you get, what, six passes, um, up to six or whatever, per line. So if you're like on a family plan, then every every line gets its own code. So you're seeing a lot of those uh, giveaways go and partake. So if you have T-Mobile, don't forget to s- spread that love with the ones that you want to get involved in MLS. Um, and if not, just keep your eyes open. Maybe reach out to a buddy as T-Mobile because I think everyone got it for the T-Mobile Tuesdays. Sorry for that being out of place. Um, <clears throat> anyway, on this lineup, let's get back to it, right? I mean, pretty solid. I think this is about the formation we were expecting to see, uh, you know, coming out of uh, of the preseason here. So I don't think there was any shock outside of the initial, oh my gosh, where's, where's Leo? But, you know, Still, I think this is probably the best squad we could have put out there, minus maybe Robbie Taylor in, uh, in some capacity here. Um, Than, go ahead and, uh, and break us down how this first half, kind of all the action kind of seemed to be uh, more on the back end. But overall, I mean, I thought it was a really, really great uh, first half. Go ahead and break us down here. Yeah, so, you know, you know we, we kind of have bad first days. I mean, you know, like you already alluded to, first win on opening day, and it seemed like we were about to have one of those again in uh, the 10th minute. We had a pass back to Drake. Drake, uh, he was under pressure, and he just booted up field. Unfortunately, it found the foot of Ibrahim. Ibrahim cranked one to his far post, thinking Drake was out of position, forgetting 
that Drake was a reigning goalkeeper of the year finalist. And Drake was able to parry that one away and push it into safety. Uh, you know, I was glad to see that Drake made that move. He last year maybe would have let that one in, in my opinion. Um, but his footwork is definitely something he's worked on in the offseason. It definitely shows in that initial save in the 10th minute. Uh, 22nd minute, we thought maybe we were going to get to see a little bit of uh, magic from Joseph on his uh, debut at Drive Pink Stadium. Uh, Franco Negri found him pushing uh, towards the right-hand side of the box, and Martinez just missed wide, just missed wide, going uh, past Pantamis on the right post there. Uh, 30th minute. The sense of dread would kind of creep back in as uh, Kyoto bends in a nasty free kick. Found Miller in the box. Miller chests it down, strikes it, goes off the post, which fell to Camacho, who was just sitting between calendar and the net. All he had to do was tap it in. Like I said, panic sets in. I'm like, oh, God, here we go again. Look over. Offsides. It was fantastic. I was jumping yeah, up and down. I, I was literally texting you when that happened. And uh, the text was like, you know, hey, so far we're playing great. Like, you know, the, the, the pressure, the the uh, possession, everything looks good. I just, I feel like, you know, we could, we played games like this and then we'll just let in a goal off a silly run. And as I'm typing that, it happens. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And then I saw the, the offside flag in instant, instant relief. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I, uh, yeah, I'm glad you didn't send that text because you probably would have jinxed us for the rest of the game. So I do appreciate it. I just deleted it. I think I <laughs> yeah. just deleted it off. I was like, nope, just, <laughs> done with that. Just going to delete it. Um, fortunately for us, the home side would break the deadlock in the 40th minute. Uh, Mota curled in a shot, uh, a short corner towards Gregory. Um, I actually missed the initial flick on from Gregory thanks to the whitewash on the TV. It looked like it just curled in past the post to uh, Sergey, but uh, Gregory had a beautiful flick on across the face of goal. Sergey finds the back of the net with with was either his chest or his pelvis region. Not gonna not gonna say what it was. It looked like he just humped the ball straight into the back of the net, and uh, takes, yeah, man. yeah, it's all it takes put put La Familia into straight delirium. Uh, First day out in Miami, just pelvic thrust, and I love it. Yeah, just pelvic. He's thrust. already one of us. Yeah, you know, yeah. Riley said, Dad, I'm going to score a goal like that. I said, I swear, if you just start pelvic thrusting every ball, I'm going to be a little upset at you. So just let's just let's just focus on what we got to get done here. Um, but the 42nd minute provide the last opportunity of the half as the ball was curled into the box. Uh, we find the head of Kyoto, but Drake uh, made another ridiculous save out to his left hand side. Quick reaction save and then got bailed up by Coco, uh, who cleared the ball away. And that's right about when the whistle blew for halftime. So uh, all in all, it was a mixed bag for me at half. But uh, Callie, what did you think of the first half? Um, first half, uh, you know, we, we had a couple scares, which is very on brand so far. But in terms of how Miami looked uh, offensively, it's it's it looks like a different team from last year, almost completely. Um, some of our additions just are making such a massive impact right off the bat. Uh it felt like Sergey didn't put a foot down wrong all night. He was, to me, Sergey was basically perfect. Um, loved Negri running down the left. Loved how Stefanelli played. Even Pizarro. I mean, you know, we all gave Jay a lot of crap about the about his Pizarro love, but Pizarro, between what I've seen at the friendly against Austin and, and Saturday night, he's been he's been very good. He's been very very yes. good. Yes. 
Uh, I've been feeling it. <laughs> I've been feeling it these past week. Yes, yes. And even yes. even Joseph, you can tell he was he was trying to kind of you know make things happen, and, and he had a couple of great chances. But I think once he's in form and and him and Leo are, are healthy up top together, it's. It, I mean, I think this offense can potentially be very, very, very lethal. I was really hoping you wouldn't bring up Pizarro because I don't want to hear about it. I was going to bring it up eventually. So it was only a matter of time. Yeah, it was only a matter of time. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, it is what it is. Jay, what did you think of the first half overall? Um, I thought we started great. Um, it it, it looked really good. Um, you could just tell the team's confidence, man. The 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 unity was there. Um, the cohesiveness was there. I really was a fan of of how well the press was was being executed. Um, the possession it was possession with a purpose. I mean, they were moving uh, to attack. We were having. You know, on, on the dribbles, we were taking a much higher uh, percentage with 60% uh, successful dribbles to only 28% for, for Montreal. I thought our defense was really keyed on. Of course, it is, just like Kyle said, very on brand for us to have individual mistakes still. We're going to keep working through that. But nothing too... Um, too devastating you know that drake did play a pretty pretty bad ball out uh which you know almost resulted in a goal but he got back um and there's plenty more to say about drake as we you know get through and work through the second half here um but overall pretty pretty solid start um given the preseason that we've had uh, there's a lot of room to be nervous you know coming out with uh not a great record right um a lot of people were really hyped after that that Austin game, and I think we kind of carried that momentum um, in a game that what we played them two or three weeks before and lost two one. I know it's preseason, so you're rotating players, but um, good way to come out, start the season, really set the agenda. And you know, I'm I'm excited. Obviously, really tough game coming up here, which you guys are gonna have a lot of fun with tomorrow or Wednesday, whatever the day is. Um, this is gonna be a really good indicator, uh, and so will the following game. So. Look, we're we're kind of we're gonna see exactly where we stand um, within the first month, and I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, it was just a great night, great energy. I, I couldn't really have too many complaints in the in the first half, given what we've seen for the past three years. Yeah, I'd say my biggest complaint, well, maybe was and and Jay, we were commenting on this at the game, is that crossing into the box, we were absolutely terrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we, oh gosh, we were so bad with crossing and anything set piece related yeah and even even statistically passing we were like i want to say we we're like 77 78 or something like that which is pretty abysmal but so that's definitely an area that needs to improve but aside from that i really didn't have any complaints we were abysmal yeah. from set pieces and corners but we scored off of one and it took us almost all year to score off a corner so i can't believe mr pessimistic over here is gonna say it, but stay positive boys we're, we're gonna be okay all right so diving into the second half, uh, Montreal led off the 45th minute with a sub of Schwannery for Saliba. And then 60 fair, 61st minute, it was Rea for Brout Juilliard. Uh, 62nd minute, Stefanelli goes down. Uh, and it led to the season debut for Bryce Duke. Uh, is there any update on Stefanelli's injury? Have we heard anything yet? I don't think it was it was anything uh, too substantial. Not, not that I've seen. Um, but yeah, he went down, he put his hand up in the air. Um, and instantly I was like, well, you know, that, that could be bad. I think it was just a little knock. I, I haven't heard anything about any substantial time missed or anything like that. Uh, you know, bring on, bring on the Duke of Los Olas himself. And uh, as he did so many times last year, uh, he is kind of a super sub. Um, 
saw some unwarranted criticism, I think, about, you know, just really harsh. But for his size, like, yeah, he'll get bodied off balls occasionally. But, man, he is quick. And, and he was very agile, switching directions with his feet and, and getting, um, you know, around defenders and helping create that that offense that we needed, which, uh, you know, as you're going to get to here in, in, a, in a very short amount of time, was, uh, was refreshing and helped us seal this game. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, and I would agree with you. There was very unfair criticism of Bryce's play. Uh, again, remind everybody, it's it's week one, so everybody's shaking a little bit of the remaining rust off. So, uh, But yeah, moving forward, 68th minute, double sub. We have Lasseter for Coco and Borgelin for Yosef. Um, eight minutes longer than I think they wanted Yosef out there. I think he was trying to be capped around the 60th minute-ish. So, um, yeah. yeah, overall solid. I, was, I would say solid. Debut for Yosef uh, definitely looked like he was going to be able to get into the flow of things once he's 100 percent healthy. But uh, anyways, it was uh, Borgelin's time to shine, and boy did he ever! Pizarro in the 76 minute he curled a box in from the right hand side of the box, which gets punched out by Pantamus Duke. It looked like he was going to hit a one time banger. I wanted that ball to go in more than more than life itself. That back heel flick. Oh man, yeah. No, and, oh, man. no, no. He came through. No, no, no. The, the, yeah, he banged it and it deflected off the player, then fell to uh oh, to okay. He did he did attempt the back heel flick. He did attempt yeah. the back heel flick, which yeah. was probably where people I think were doing if he that was criticism. Five feet, I think he was honestly if he was five feet closer to the goal it was going in. Yeah. I mean was, Yeah, yeah. Maybe ten feet closer yeah, to, the goal, to the goal. It was it was a slow roller, yeah. but no, he, he he hit some venom on the one that got deflected. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so that volley uh, got blocked, Lasseter. I know you're surprised. He hits the post and the ball falls to Borgelin and kind of like our last inner Miami uh, FC or CF two player uh, Emerson. It's chaos in the box. Absolute chaos in the box. Borgelin hits the defender who's on the line, but then he takes his time slots it perfectly between uh, Pantamus and the defender and uh, scores his first ever MLS goal. Uh, good on you. Uh, if you haven't followed the kid before, he is a goal scoring machine from our second team. Absolutely thrilled, and he gives us another height piece. If we have Mabika and him out there on a uh, on a corner or a set piece, and Leo, dude, we got we got some height now. Yeah, yeah. So maybe we'll. Sergey, I was just he is a he is a grown man out there. I mean, he is what six five. He's yep. quick. He's he's pretty limber with it. Like. He was he was disrespecting defenders, and I think the more comfortable he'll get, because there were a couple mistakes. So you could tell, you know, just first, um, you know, first team game type of mistakes. But like he is a, a he seems to be kind of total package. Like I don't want to compare him to like DK or anything like that. But the dude can box out, hold his own, be a target man. Um, you can he, he, his calmness in the box after having that first one cleared off the line and then slotting between the keeper and the defender was, uh, you know, third time's a charm, right? You know, post cleared off the line and bam, consistency, um, very similar to what you said, Emerson, but that, you know, goal he had where I had to give it a few, few tries, but the future is very bright. Um, It'll be interesting to see exactly how much playing time he does get. I think we'll probably continue to to, uh, worry about like the uh, load management, you know, if you want to, hot NBA term right now uh, of, of Joseph Martinez um, and Leo. But again, look, it's very rare. Everyone can play 34 games. Not everyone's built like Chris McVay, right? Injuries happen. So 
knowing we have him and he'll continue to develop is going to be, I think, a, a, a great, great asset to have because he looks like he could be the future. Yeah, and on, on top of everything, he's a local product, South Florida native of Haitian descent, first homegrown player to score for the club ever. Um, and I want to say the last 10 minutes of the game, he was just dominating the back line. He was doing whatever he wanted. That that trio of him, uh, Duke and Lasseter attacking at the end there was just, they were doing whatever they wanted. Like that yeah. second half, the, the, la- the last half of the second half, I guess, if you want to call it that way, we were just, I think we were just toying with him. It was, you know, I, I, like it never felt like Montreal was ever getting back in the game at that point. Yeah. And I mean, Lasseter, you know, he might not be the, the goal scoring threat, like he will score. I mean, he did hit the post, but it was a pretty thin angle. So you can't really be too mad about that, but just coming on with his speed late in games is going to just open it up for Like you said, the, the last really, I guess, quarter of the match, right? Um, it'll be, uh, it'll be really, really fun to, to watch. I've already seen people dubbing uh, the name what the, uh, the Haitian Holland. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to laugh. He looks- I hate it, but I'm going to laugh. <laughs> he, he looks more like a, a young Lukaku out there, just, you know, after, you know, or I should say before Lukaku got involved with all the fine eateries of Italy and England. So yeah. uh, he's, he's, he's got the body. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. But moving on. 83rd minute, double sub for Montreal. Oh, uh, four for Ibrahim. And then uh, I forget exactly how this played out, but Pantamus actually got subbed. You know, you don't see a goalkeeper sub often. Uh, I believe he was going up to contest a shot and he hurt his wrist in some way, shape or form. Uh, I do remember him being on the ground, grabbing that wrist and you almost kind of knew like this was not one he was going to shake off. So, uh, you know, definitely wish the best of recoveries for him. Well, hopefully we'll see him when we play again, but you don't like seeing an injury like that. If it's going to be a long-term deal. Um, and then just to close out the game, we 90th plus two Kermeshi for Pizarro. And then it had down an MLS. I didn't know Yedlin got hurt, but it was Neville on for Yedlin. So, uh, did you guys hear anything about Yedlin injury? I had no I'm idea not. he was hurt until you said those words right now. Okay. Yeah, I, I think a lot of these are just kind of, you know, getting a knock and, and wanting to prevent any more serious injury. Plus, why not let your kid get some playing time, right? Don't start that train again. We don't need to. We, we don't need to leave the, uh, the the nepotism depot again, there, sir. So we're just gonna put that back in the shed. But I, I will say that Neville looked much better on the right on Saturday than he did on the left against Austin in the preseason. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I'd say probably the first half stats uh, were more in our favor than the uh, the overall stats. But as we, you know, love to do so much once we go up, just start playing a little bit more defensive minded uh even though we did still have some some nice counterattacks but then run us through the uh kind of high level stats here yeah absolutely so possession uh as always if it's your first time listening we go inner miami then the opponents so uh possession 44 to 56 percent shots we had 18 shots which is kind of absurd to think that inner miami team had 18 shots on goal uh, but that was 18 to 14 shots on goal, seven to six passing accuracy, 79% to 82% corners. It was equal at four to four fouls. It was equal at 12 to 12. And the only two categories that we really care about here at the inner Miami podcast, <laughs> yellow cards. We lost the battle. We had zero to their one and nobody had any red cards. So a little disappointed in the boys, hoping Franco Negri was going to go a little uh, Punisher on them out there in the field. But uh, 
yeah, all in all, stats were uh, definitely in Montreal's favor, but I'm not disappointed with where we, you know, ended up on the stat sheet. Callie, what do you think of the yeah. stats going through, uh, you know, going through those? Um, I think it supports our claim that we're abysmal of passing, just in, in general. Uh, 78% passing is, is tough. You know, we'll give it day one jitters, I suppose. In terms of the cards, though, that was as good as the atmosphere was and as well as we played. That was one of the most poorly officiated games I've attended live. Yep. Yep. He did not want to pull any cards. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, it was an absolute disaster. Um, but I mean, you get 18 shots off, seven on goal. That's, that's something to, you know, that's something to be proud of. Uh, passing and, and crossing definitely ha- that desperately needs to improve, but I'm happy with it. You know, you're not always going to win the possession battle. And, and we know how, especially towards the end, how, how Phil can get when, when we're up by, especially the two, we'll just start playing incredibly defensive football and let the story will write itself after that. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was pleased with, um, with our balanced attack, man, um, it was really pretty evenly uh, dispersed. Uh, 31% to the left side, 36% of attacks were up the middle, and 33% to the right. Uh, in terms of shots, 67% coming from the middle, uh, 28% on the right side, only 6% on the left side. Uh, but here's probably what you know I'm most proud of is the shot zones on this right they break it down eight yard box 18 yard box and outside the box 11 percent in the eight yard box 50 percent in the 18 yard box and 39 percent from outside the box i love when people just have a go and there has been plenty times in this organization's history where someone could be hitting a shot from outside the box and just they don't they're always looking for that perfect perfect pass in to, to, to cut the line. So I honestly like seeing those deeper shots. Uh, I know Mota is, you know, he, he, he loves to take a, a good 30 yard ripper out there. Um, but overall, I mean, I really like the balance attack, at least the build up to the attack and, uh, and really working through, uh, the middle of something that has been not always there for us. I'd say we, we did improve on that last season, but certainly in the first two seasons, it seemed like we were just running to the flanks and crossing in there. So uh, we're seeing signs of progress right now. You know, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves or overconfident here, but it just feels really good to start off on the right foot and uh, not be underwater after the opener. So I'll, I'll take it all day. Listen, I saw, and I can't remember what minute it was, but I saw Mota starting to dribble towards the middle of the field. And all of a sudden the Red Sea started opening up and I'm going, no, 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 no. Look for the pass. And thank God he did. Cause I was getting ready to celebrate another Miami Dolphins field goal there. So uh, I know how much you love it. You know how much I hate it. So it's, it's almost it, not an inner Miami game. If motor doesn't send it 25 rows up. Correct. Yeah. And it, and it Take is all love. Tradition. Yeah, it's tradition. It's all love for Mota here on the Inner Miami podcast. I know he uh, definitely follows us on social, so just want to make sure it's out there. It's all love for uh, all love for Mota, and Jay loves your long shot ability, ninety nine overall. But looking <laughs> looking a little in depth in the game, the good, the needs improvement, and the uh, the not so great. Uh, good defensive additions of Negri and Sergey. I think we can all agree on that. Those were two solid pickups. Uh, I know that. Uh, I'm not going to name the podcast, but I know that there was one individual podcast who was not thrilled at the Sergey pickup saying that we needed to look uh, more towards the other parts of the world. Well, he was called hey. an obscure Ukrainian for what it's worth. 
Yes. Well, here he is. He did well. Uh, stadium atmosphere. Uh, you guys will be able to speak to this more than I will. Uh, but from what I saw of stadium atmosphere, it was rocking and rolling. It looked absolutely uh, can't miss atmosphere. What did you guys obviously think? Yep. No, that's a highly accurate description. The vibe was on point. Uh, it was just, it was just good feelings, man. Everyone had that, uh, those endorphins rushing, man, just from the, the feel good vibes. And it was, you know, rewarded by the, the early goal or not early goal, but you know, first half goal. And then, uh, you know, I'm just really happy we, we were able to kill off the game. You know, I didn't want us to just fall back and, um, my fears where we were, we were going to do what we've done, just fall back, play defense, and then end up giving something up in the second half and, and walking out with the draw. So I'll take it. Uh, and to your point, Dan, um, I think Negri is, is the real deal. I mean, he looked, uh, really, really great out there, um, getting up into the attack as well. Uh, and then, you know, Kristoff looked like a beast and Stefanelli looked really good. The new pieces look good. They do. Um, I still want to see more from Stefanelli hit a shot that, you know, wasn't, uh, too far off, you know, could have played, played Pizarro on the, the, the one, two pass. Um, I think Pizarro was, I don't want to say frustrated because he's in such a positive mental space right now, but you know, he definitely wanted to, wanted that ball back to, to take a shot, but, um, I'm happy with the new additions. Uh, yeah, I, if this is, is the way it's going to be, and this wasn't just, um, an outlier, then I think we're, we're going to be, you know, pretty good as we continue to gel as a team. Yeah, well, you I, know. I think if this is, sorry, go ahead, Ben. No, I was going to say, you know me. I love smaller Argentinian, going to cut your throat out defenders. So if Negri continues to be uh, to be who we hope he is going to be, that's definitely going to be my probably my new fan favorite. Then if you like small, feisty Argentinians, you should start tweeting at Lissandro Martinez to see if he'll give you a jersey. Maybe it'll he work. He is actually going to. He's actually going to. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Um, Man, Negri was was super impressive to me. The the you can already see kind of the chemistry and the partnership forming between him and Pizarro and just moving down that left side. The the overlaps, the ones and twos that they played together, like it was it was so spot on. And if this is the offense we're gonna roll with, you know, a lot of a lot of one touch passes, quick movements, you know, flicks over the top. If this is the offense we're gonna roll with, I can die happy. Like I'll, I'll live and die by that because it's exciting, it's pressing. You know, we've heard Phil say he wants to play more attacking. Uh, soccer and we saw that if this is a standard i'm i'm okay with you know maybe a few dis- defensive lapses over here because if we're going to take 18 shots a game i'm you know you can live with that um yeah stefanelli was all over the place man he was like he would he would press far up he'd fall he'd fall back box to box he, he was fantastic i have no complaints about any of the the new additions that played uh, this weekend and someone who I think is kind of getting lost in all this who played incredibly incredibly well is Grigori he was he was a, a bulldog he just absolutely held it down <laughs> anchored down the defense I was I was thoroughly thoroughly impressed with how he played eh. Agreed. Okay. Eh. no yeah. no no yeah. oh here he See, comes I, no no I expect that from him day in and day out that's why he's getting lost in the sauce I expect that from him so to me it was just another Gregory run uh-huh. it was just another game from him so that's why I didn't uh-huh. really call it out as a, yeah he did well because that's that's how you spin it huh that's how you spin your negativity huh well okay. it's the truth okay. I talked about it all last year the bulldog mentality that he has and that's just what I expect day in and day out from him so good on you like keep keep doing what you're doing 
You might get praise from Callie, but you're going to need to maybe do a little bit more to get praise from me. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, moving on, though. You know, good. Again, we had substitutions at the right time. The press was being executed at a high level, like we talked about. Uh, there were still some errors as expected, but the team looked really well playing for each other. And that's a big phrase right now. Playing for each other. So yeah. We, yeah. we hope that that cohesiveness continues on. Um, and it's refreshing, not only just from the preseason that we had, but the past couple seasons where the team seemed fractured at points. I think last year was a real good mm-hmm. healing point for us, but definitely some work that needs to be done. Uh, Jay, what do you think? Agreed. Yeah, uh, I want to see us continue to to focus and work on that press. Um, I think you can be a very lethal team if you can execute a, a high press. Um, the the fluidity was there in the past. We've seen the team be static, um, not you know, maybe not making the runs to or for uh, teammates. So possessions are short lived, uh, hard to string together several passes. But it seems like it's finally clicking. Um, the, you know, I've, all I've ever wanted was just to see some fluidity out there and, and, and move the ball, play the beautiful game, play with passion, play with desire and play for, uh, your teammate on your, your left and, and right. I mean, we've mentioned that consistently throughout this, uh, this, the entire lifespan of this, of this podcast. So it's very nice to see. And, um, I'm just, I'm just fingers crossed, hoping that like, this is for real. I'm hoping this is for real. I've been trying to remind myself, like, don't, don't get too lost in it. But man, I was I was smiling ear to ear. I think that entire uh, game and for several hours after. Well, Jay, what do I always tell you? Literally every time you get your hopes up, it's the it's hope that the kills hope you. Hope that kills you. Yes, I know. I okay. know. So since you like to be a pessimist, go ahead. Where do we need to improve here, buddy? What what were you seeing out there? I don't think we need to beat a dead horse on this. We already talked about the final third play. Some shots yeah. we could have finished. Some crosses could have been better. Um, and obviously Drake's distribution is being worked on. It's definitely being worked on. You can see that there's been improvements, but he still needs to tighten up in a couple areas. Again, that 10th minute could have been a real game changer for us. Um, so I would like to see him continue on with his improvement of his distribution. Go ahead. I don't think we touch on this enough. Drake made like four pretty massive saves. Yes, one was was his own fault, but Drake had a hell of a game. And unless I was zoned out or something, I don't know if we've given Drake enough praise. Yes, distribution still um, leaves something to be desired. He can improve on that, and we, we hope he does. But, man, he was making himself big and stopped several shots that could have gone in. And I think you said, you know, maybe last year he might have let some of those go by. Uh, but, I mean, hell of a game. To be a wall – Right. We talk about the team playing well. We talk about the team getting their first win. I mean, how about Drake starting the season with a clean sheet with with several massive saves? Um, you know, it, it's still there's still a game uh, tonight, so we're not going to get like the power rankings or, or anything like that. Uh, I'm not really sure exactly what the criteria would be for just one week of, uh, you know, goalkeepers. But in my book, you know, again, they're doing that wraparound show, so they're playing a lot of games at once, so you can't really watch as many games, I think, as you, you could in the past in one day and to really be able to see as many teams as possible. But, I mean, I'd be hard-pressed if Drake isn't up there as a selection for, uh, you know, Team of the Week goalkeeper. I mean, massive, massive saves. Um, so, so happy to see that. Yeah, I mean, 
Drake legitimately, and I, and I and I hate to to kind of exaggerate this way, but it feels necessary. He made le- legitimately like four or five world class goals on the weekend, and yeah, one of them was saves. his fault. What yeah, definitely saves because yeah. if Drake Freudian scores slip, four guys. goals, hey, hey, no, he he just he's trying to to put it out there, put the energy out there. You know what? When he, he scores four goals in Philly, you're yeah. all going to remember this. You're yeah, all going to yeah, remember yes, this. Exactly. But he he made he made. Four world class saves. Um, one of them was his fault. You know, he made that terrible pass back to you know back to Montreal, and, and he stopped it. But a couple of times that you know we felt the pressure of it. Drake didn't fold, man. I mean, when it comes mm-hmm. to shot stopping, he's among the best in MLS, and that's mm-hmm. not an exaggeration. We saw it last year, finalist for goalkeeper of the year. We saw it again last night. Distribution definitely still needs improvement. He gets you know, once they start pressing him, he gets a, a little nervous when when getting it away from him. Uh, ball at his feet gets me gets me a little queasy to quote a famous Miami coach, but he but shot stopping I have zero concerns I I'm glad they extended him he is a machine. Mm-hmm. So Drake is one of four I do believe they kept a clean sheet. If you look at the stat leaders on MLS's app, he's actually the uh, the one who they highlight the most is you know. They only put one player's face up and one player's name up as league leader. And right now he's up there. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's definitely, definitely pulling And that's through. not because it's alphabetical order. Okay. That's because he is that guy. Listen, I'm uh, listen. Yes, he is that guy. <laughs> he, he looked great. Just move on, Jay. I'm, I'm done with this. Move on. What do you have? Do you have anything that was ugly that you would like to talk about? Man, I'm I'm no, like I, it was all positive vibes. I mean, I I don't think anything was. There were things that need improvement, which we've discussed. I don't think there was anything super ugly or glaring. Played a, a fairly clean game. No no yellow cards. No red cards. Um, if I'm gonna say, I guess what's ugly? If I had, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and we'll, we'll go there. <clears throat> Crosses, right? Great, we scored off a corner. It's very rare that that happens. Um, but the crossing accuracy is is pretty poor. Uh, oftentimes they're not beating the first man, or they're sailing it way way over. We really struggle to drop it um, anywhere near the middle of the of the eighteen yard box. It seems very short or, or very long, and um, that's something that uh, all good teams seem to be able to to make plays offset pieces. Um, it's kind of a Something you will see across any league is well-organized set pieces. Uh, we don't really – I don't know who would we even identify as like our go-to set piece taker if they were going to have a shot on goal. Um, but in terms of just being able to execute and at least get your head to a ball, uh, that's what the good teams can do, and that's still the area that we are are lacking, right? Christoph's goal, he humped that ball in or chested it, however you want to uh, to say it. It wasn't you know getting his head to it. And that's not his fault. Um, that ball wasn't even high enough to where he could get his head to it. So that's something I would say. Uh, if I had to give something to the ugly category, it's going to be with our, our crossing accuracies. So the only thing I would t- I want to touch on a positive and a negative. So looking at the actual MLS stats right now, Drake is technically the number one goalkeeper in the league with 100% save percentage. He was the only keeper to maintain 100% save percentage. Flipping that, if I'm going to talk about ugly, he is the worst in the league at pass percentage. Now, you might say, damn, that sucks, but he's also right next to Andre Blake, 
who had 45.8 and Drake was at 44.4%. So good and ugly, you know, and he knows he's got to work on it is what it is. Um, But that would be the only real thing I would say is ugly. I would agree with you. We need to finish what, you know, do a little bit better on the final third that we had already talked about, but Callie, what do you think? Well, it looks like Frey or Fry is still at a, at a hundred as well, but negative. uh, He is not. I'm looking at it right now. Am I looking in the Am I looking in the wrong category? You might be, but Callie, what do you think? You got anything ugly that uh, you want to add to this? Yeah, I mean, no, nothing that hasn't already been said. You know, the crossing was terrible, passing was terrible. You know, it, it has to. That definitely has to improve, or else it, you know, it can definitely turn things sour really quickly. That's it. Yeah. That's all I got six, as far as ugly. Six saves, by the way, right? Yeah, six Drake saves. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, so, and, so it, it's showing Fry at 100, but he only had two saves. So I would still put Drake above that anyway. I mean, correct. It's yeah, pretty undeniable. All right. Well, speaking about undeniable, speaking about something that is going to be absolutely massive, let's talk about uh, you know Eastern Conference because you know we're in a position where we can say Inter Miami is currently second in Undefe- the Eastern Conference, undefeated. Baby. Undefeated. I guess he was falling below that. There's no way that happens. Nope. This nope. is the highest we've ever been. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, uh, after game one, absolutely. And here's something that we haven't mentioned. Uh, is this like the, I don't know, the first time ever we've had a positive goal differential? <laughs> I think it, I literally think this is the first time this team has ever had a positive goal differential. That, actually, that, that, too, that which, would actually make sense considering how poorly yeah. we started every year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. And, and we're always, we're always just kind of at the bottom of the East uh, with that. So, uh, I mean, technically tied for second with Nashville, uh, who also has a, a goal differential of two as well. So next week we are going against Philly. So we'll go ahead and get into into that uh, as well. But the real test comes up here, man. But hey, let's enjoy. Let's enjoy the next, what, five days, six days. Time is a construct. I don't even know. Let's enjoy this. Let's just enjoy that opener, that solid start. And then we'll see exactly. We're going to have our medal tested, see where we stand. Well, and not only not only are we second in the Eastern Conference, but sir, we are third for the Supporters Shield. So watch yeah, out! Yeah. What a time! Yeah. What a time to be alive! Look at us! Look, look just look, look, at us. look at us! Look at us! Look at us! I know we're all going to be just patiently waiting for MLS power rankings to come out uh, tomorrow, uh, whenever they do. Probably, probably sometime in the afternoon. Um, I would be absolutely shocked if they have us anywhere near the top five, they're probably going to throw us at like 18 per usual. They love that 15 to 20 range for us. It's like, yeah, they started off, but Hey, still Miami. We hate them. What were we 25 well, in the MLS power rankings last week? Something like that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I would not be surprised if I wake up and see we're like dead last. So like, welcome to Miami. Anyways, moving on. Like that, that's all the <laughs> like, blurb will uh, say. And, second and to last with Montreal being last or Montreal above us somehow. And their yeah. argument's going to be that our strikers don't defend for some reason. Correct. Yeah. And, yeah. Correct. And, and our goalkeepers don't score for a game. Um, not, but, yet. <laughs> not yet. It's coming. Not yet. Not yet. All right. Well, we're going to move on to the next match. As Jay would like to say, we're going against my closet favorite team this week. We are going against the Philadelphia Union two hours from my backyard. We are actually going to be playing at Drive Pink Stadium, 7.30 p.m. Uh, it's going to be a good time. It's like you already said, it's going to really test out the team, see where we're at. Uh, they they came out full of fire and brimstone. They beat Columbus 4-1. to one. 
uh, you know, just giving you a little bit of history about the team. They were founded in 2008. They played at Subaru Park. They won Supporter Shield in 2020. They were the Eastern Conference playoff champs 2022, and they won the Eastern Conference regular season in 2020 and 2022. All-time versus Inter-Miami. Philly has three wins. There's two draws. And the lone win I got to see in person, which I am thrilled about, it was the Higuain brothers, uh, I believe, right after their mom passed away. It was uh, that game. So definitely, Mm -hmm. you know, a series that has been dominated by Philly. Uh, yeah, players go ahead and to- give us a good a good doo-wop, Than. Go ahead and let it out. I know you want to. A doo-wop? Are you just trying to get me to actually say what it really is? Because doo-wop is not what it is. Dupe, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I forgot what it is. It's I'm a not- song in the stadium. That's all I know. I'm not going to say it. Anyways, players to watch. We all know Carranza. Uh, that's kind of the one that got away for us, it feels like, some days. Uh, we have Bedoya, Gazdog. Uh, Mikhail Yuri and Kai Wagner. I mean, I could sit there and talk about any other player on their defensive back line, like Lesnar or Elliott. Uh, shout out Damian Lowe. They're back up to their backup now. Um, <laughs> the, the team. He, he was on the bench. He was on he the is. bench. No, he is. And, you know, I know you're going to give me shit for this because, again, you like to say it's closet support them. But that team front to back is just 100% solid best back line and best back line in the league right like clear like bar none yeah i would say best back line and arguably because he won it last year best goalkeeper in the league andre blake is makes some ridiculous things happen in between the sticks so um how you guys feeling coming up to the game of the union and let i'm sorry to chime in but let's not also forget that gazdag had 22 goals last year so yeah, no big yep. deal. And Carranza had a breakout year as well. I mean, yeah, just to rub salt in our, in our wound. Yeah. yeah. Nope. And I already know Damian Lowe's going to win Defender of the Year and probably score 13 headers. Like, it's just, it's <laughs> what happens when you leave old. Miami, baby. It's what happens, man. You if leave Miami. If he ever sees the field. If he ever. It's because the they're field. winning 6 0. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, how are we feeling? Callie, take it. How are you? How are you doing? What's the vibe? Man, this is, this is it. If we, if we really believe that we're, you know, a top team in the East. These these are the games we have to compete in. You know, Philly's ridiculous. Um, don't know how if you guys saw the the assist from Joaquin Torres to Carranza for the fourth goal was just dumb, just stupid, just ridiculous. Um, I mean, they like what's a negative you can say about them? They're they have arguably the best keeper in the league. You know, two guys penalties, that, <laughs> penalties, bro. Yeah, penalties. Yeah. But their their shirt their shirt sponsor is Bimbo. That's the negative I can say. Bimbo yeah. bakeries. They just have Bimbo across their chest. But they, they got taken down by by the backup keeper, Big John. Big J Mac. An, another inner player just going out there and just being the man once you're gone, man. It's tough. It's tough yeah. out here for the Miami fans. Yeah, man. But they I mean they score for fun. They but like you said, Jay, best back line. You know, but one of the best keepers. It, it's hard to find a hole, man. Like, if if there's a if there's a team that's going to blow anybody out, it's going to be Philly week in and week out. I yep. mean, yep. DC will tell you all too well about that from last year. So uh, they're probably seeing four one being posted against the crew and going, ah, damn, here we go again. Just like yep. that GTA yep. meme. So. What, what's the what's the what's your prediction, Callie? I hate doing this. Um, I know, but I, I make us do it all the time, and we're always wrong. Uh, man, I'm 
I'm going to say we maybe up giving us a little too much credit. I think we lose three to two. All right. Dan? No, you go. Me go? All right. Um, um, I feel like anytime I say we're going to lose, we play better. But I'm going to go 2-2 two, two draw. You, you're going with and a draw. I'm going with a draw. That I don't want to be overconfident well here. I don't want to jinx us. Well, you know what? <laughs> I'm wrong more times than not on these predictions anyway. Uh, I am absolutely bummed. I'm not going to be there for this one. So, uh, Callie, you're going to have to hold it down for me. Gotcha, um, baby. I'll be out of the country. I will be testing the international regulations around uh, <laughs> Apple Plus. So I really hope this goes well because I'll probably be at some very late stage of inebriation with a cigar in my mouth and a pool somewhere in the Dominican Republic. So Godspeed, boys. Bring, bring me a draw. Make me look smart, please. All right, I guess uh, I'm going with a four-one loss. I'm, I'm saying that we. I almost are, said that. Not gonna lie. Yeah. I, yeah. I know it's easy just to pick that against you know the crew, the crew result from the past week, but there's just too many weapons on that field for Philly for me not to believe that we're gonna have a hard time. It's definitely not Montreal, and I know Jay just wants to say it. You just want just go ahead. Just go ahead and say it. No, I'm just I'm laughing at myself because I know how ridiculous like a winning prediction or even a draw is, honestly. Yeah. And you know but, what? If they draw or they win, we all get egg in our face and I'll be perfectly happy with that. But no, if they draw, I look smart. So I'm happy. Yeah. with a game like this, like I I'm just looking for us to compete. Like yeah, I don't exactly. I don't want to see us get blown out. I I ha- I don't yeah. have an expectation to beat Philly, but if we can if we can scare them a little bit, we can rattle the cage, I'm happy with that. I don't want to see us fold. Yeah. That's what I'm concerned about. Right? I have We've seen that happen many times in the past. Yeah. I want to see us, even if we go down, we still we play hard. We take away some positives. We learn. It's a long season. We don't need to beat Philly right now. We're going to need to beat them in the playoffs, right? That, so as long as we can improve and get there, we all know in the summer once uh, Messi and Busquets come or whatever, Busquetsi, whatever nickname they've paired the two with, like Benifer, uh, <laughs> you know, if they come like, hey, you know, Hell, we're going to have a, a really great chance of probably bringing home uh, the, the MLS Cup if we continue to uh, to play well. But, um, yeah, it's a very, very tall order, and this is going to be a, a good measuring stick, and I think that whatever the result be, probably going to be a loss. Um, I think there's a lot that Neville and the squad can learn and hopefully improve on throughout the season. My concern is that if we give up a goal within the first 15 minutes – Philly is just going to tighten the screws down defensively. If you've watched any of their games, as soon as they go up, that back line just turns on to another level. They just continuously bring the pressure. They don't give you an inch of breathing room, which tends to allow, you know, Gazdag, Carranza, and the rest of the crew to just vault up and do attack. And before you know it, you're being blitzed. Um, I feel like if we can make it outside that first 15 and where we stay competitive and all of a sudden we start to believe that we're in the game, it could be a positive outcome, but I'm not banking on it. If I'm being honest. And big if would be if Campana's back, right? Minor strain. Hopefully he's back. Obviously we would like to have Campana and Joseph Martinez up top. That would be probably the best option to, uh, net the, the amount of goals we will need to beat them. Um, I don't see Drake keeping a clean sheet in this one because 
they'll hit you from everywhere and they will be relentless. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, let's getting past that, looking at the rest of the schedule for next week, uh, a couple games caught my eye, uh, Atlanta versus Toronto. They got two teams that are pretty identical makeup. Toronto's looking to bounce back after their kind of shocking loss at DC. I don't think any one of us would have predicted Toronto to be beat by DC in the opening week. Uh, And then Atlanta looking to avoid late, late dramatics from their world cup winning superstar, Tiago Alamada Uh, tight all-time series, Atlanta, four wins. There's four draws and Toronto has five wins. So all in all, that probably should be a really good game. Uh, Looking at St. Louis versus Charlotte for my second game of the week. Uh, St. Louis, welcome to the league. And that's all I can really say. I, I don't think I know for a fact, no one picked St. Louis to beat Austin, especially in Austin. Um, we're, we're looking to see, you know, if, if St. Louis can keep the magic rolling and if Charlotte can avoid just another dud. I, and, I, and I know it's saying a lot coming from us because our, our teams haven't been the greatest, but the amount of support that Charlotte is getting and the team is just not responding is astounding to me. Like the, the beautiful TIFOs and the fact that Bank of America Stadium is bouncing up, down, left, right. And then they come out and they play like another level lower of Burnley ball. That's what it reminds me of. Just <laughs> meh, meh. Um, so, yeah, that those are my two games of the week. What are you guys looking forward to this week? Uh, me personally, I'm, I'm interested in the LAFC Portland game. Um, you know, LAFC obviously. Uh, established themselves as one of the best teams in the league. Portland is um, a team that uh, can really beat anyone on any given uh, day as well. Um, always like watching uh, them play. So that's the one uh, I'll certainly be watching. It's uh, from uh, the, the newly named BMO Stadium in, in L.A. Uh, Callie, what are you looking forward to this upcoming week? Um, I think I think we have two pretty good games here and both of them with significance in the east i hate to even say their their name but the the team a little north from us uh you know just up 75 plays cincinnati uh two teams very high expectations for both clubs um you know it's, it's always fun to see two two teams with high expectations battle it out um i love cincinnati one of the funner teams to watch i, I always try and watch them when i get a chance I love the way brenner plays um, and then uh, New York Red Bulls in Nashville. Uh, I know, Than, you're particularly high on the Red Bulls this year with uh, the, your Scottish Scottish fellow over there. Um, but, yeah, two, two teams they, that all these guys are going to be fighting for some sort of contention in the East. So I think those are games that we need to pay attention to, see how they fold out, and, you know, for what we need to expect for us, to, you know, expecting to compete in the East as well. Yeah, that definitely should be a good matchup. I think uh, I think the Red Bull came out a little flat the first week, and you know, mm-hmm. honestly, as much as I'm looking forward to Orlando tanking out, I don't think it's I don't think it's actually going to be a thing. I think we're going to have some interesting battles with them coming up. Uh, they I don't want to say they look impressive, but they definitely had a solid one against the Red Bull in Week One. So, um, looking past that. A little bit of uh, headlines from the past week. Uh, again, kind of alluded to it a little bit ago. Tiago Amada. Uh, wow. What, what can you say? What what what, what can you say? 90th plus Damn. three. 90th plus nine. None of them easy tap-ins. Uh, I believe they were all outside the box. Correct me if I'm they wrong, were. fellas. That they, they were, were 
Yeah, Ooh. one was a set piece, and then one was just a rocket. Yeah, Ooh. it was it rocket was off the bar. Oh, just and someone was uh, like people were were, were given crap for like they all hyped him up as like World Cup champion and all that stuff, even right. though like he you know wasn't like a starter, played a ton in the World Cup, registered and, six minutes you know, in the World Cup. Yeah, you know, and they're like, oh, the, the announcers keep saying it is so annoying. He isn't even playing well. Then like, boom, just comes in and just wins the game for him. Yeah. Absolutely, just cold blooded man. Just yeah. 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 Uh yeah, I mean, it was as just an overall soccer fan I'm sitting there watching it going, damn, okay. That that was nice. That was nice. Um, something that wasn't so nice. Uh while St. Louis did shock Austin, can we talk about that goal? We all know that goal. I have no the idea goal, what, how that happens. The goal that is making its way around that looked like something straight out of FIFA. The defender for Austin starts dribbling around the field. He then turns and just out of nowhere passes it straight to the St. Louis uh, attacker, who then puts it in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. What was that about? Like what? That's what, like what, what? That's like when I'm playing pro clubs and like I get frustrated and I just try and pass back and then I give it to the other team and, and they score. <laughs> I mean, I, I, don't I, like, know. I, I don't know. I like the move in the box though. Uh, it, it was a nice move in the box to to, to get in the little toe poke. Little little outside spin, reverse spin, toe poke to get around. It was it was nice. I mean, I, I was there at the preseason game, and like the one thing I really noticed about them is the level of communication they have was so much higher than than what Inter Miami was was at the time. Right, this is a few weeks ago. I mean, very very vocal with everything. Um, they they look about it about it. Great. I mean, I say that I say that like half heartedly because. You know, I hate seeing all these other expansion teams come in and, and play better Still than us, well. which is yeah, probably why I always like keep an eye on Nashville, just because that's our, a good barometer. We both start at the same time. But uh, congrats, St. Louis. I'm going to go ahead and say congrats. Way to way to, yeah. to make a good statement on your on your home opener and your your debut to the MLS. Welcome to the league. Um, I hope you don't do that to us this season. So yeah, Tim I was scoring the first goal for them. Yeah. Well, and I think also getting lost in the sauce is that ridiculous Jerusi goal. That oh that gosh. chip. It, it, it won't get remembered because they lost, but whew, we yeah, that was uh That's nice. Was I, I love a good chip. Yeah, I love a little bit of chip, a little bit of dip all year for it. It gave me flashbacks to to Carlos Vela against Luis Robles. Oh yeah. That's the first thought I had. It's like, oh, mm, I, I know, before. I know. Yeah, yeah, that was all too familiar. All right, well, trying to keep things positive here on the Air Miami podcast, not going back into flashbacks. Um, no, I mean, I'm only saying positive because of my disdain for City Group. New York City FC, we all knew that they were going to have a rebuild, a, a possible project year, but boy, they looked terrible, at least for me, against Nashville. They they love looked, to see it. Yeah, I mean, you love to see it. However, I do not love to see it for our boy Pellegrini. Uh, he just never got into it. He looked like he was going to have a couple goal scoring opportunities. Um, you know, the Magno project where he's going in to play the false nine does not look like it's panning out. Uh, the possession stats uh, were in their favor entirely, but that's to be expected against a team like Nashville that would rather take all the pressure all the way to their back line and then spring out the counterattack. Um, yeah, it, it was, it was definitely, like I said, it was definitely shocking to see how poor they played against Nashville. What do you guys think? Warms my soul. Yeah, but <laughs> exactly. Right. I mean, 
they they took us out of the playoffs with uh after you came down to to come hang out with the squad then so uh yeah. i don't you know no mercy rebuild year whatever get over it uh no more tati they're gonna have to identify a new identity so uh it's fine with me stuff that caught my eye though um last night welcome back seattle thank thanks for taking a year off for the for the league's sake but uh way to come back in full force and just completely uh destroy uh the rapids but uh thought that was that was pretty interesting um you know to be fair they had have had a little bit of an earlier start uh to their season but they look to be back in in full force so um that'll be a fun race in the west because it was very strange seeing them out of the playoffs because that never happens they're always in the playoffs but but not last year another thing that caught my eye kind of you know not as great as as Almada's goals for Atlanta, but uh, shout out to DC United with the last minute win, oh, yeah. uh, two very late goals from uh, from uh, Christian Benteke who uh, came over from Crystal Palace. Um, now he's going to get his first full season here. Scores in the 90th minute, and then Coup Di Pietro in the 90th plus eight to secure the win over the Italians of Toronto. Yeah, that was uh, a wild comeback for them in DC. It- you know, good on Ben Tech. He was a pleasure to meet last year. Uh, you know, DC looks like, I don't know, hopefully they're getting all the kinks out of their system because the league is only as good as when, at least for me, when DC is actually on, on their game. And, you know, one of the old traditional powerhouses is moving forward. So, uh, Callie, is there anything that caught your eye from this past week? Yeah. Uh, since you mentioned DC United, um, they started a 16-year-old who actually played really well, Mattia Akin- uh, Akinboni. Uh, 16 years old, date of birth, October 17, 2006. Feel about that how you will. Um, yeah, uh, the Seattle game, that was a fr- that was the only match I was able to watch on on TV given that I was at Drive Pink all day Saturday. Uh, Seattle looked incredible from the jump, man. They were very good. Um, and it's I think it I think everyone can agree that the league is better, it's more enjoyable, specifically the West is is better when the Cascadia teams are better. Um, mm-hmm. Very, I think last season was the first season in MLS history that neither one of them were in the playoffs. So good change of pace. Um, something that I, I thought was interesting. I'm very, very high on Dallas this year. Minnesota beat them one zero. Uh, very, very good goal uh, came from Minnesota too. So I'm uh, yeah. That was that was one that really stuck out to me. Why are you so high on Dallas this year, Callie? If you don't mind me asking. Um, man, they, that was a random question, but I'll take it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm very high on Jesus, uh, Jesus Ferreira. Um, dude can, dude's a baller, balled last year. Um, you know, and, and they're a team I've always kind of had a softball spots before. They, uh, they, I think they've kind of set the standard in terms of developing talent within the MLS yeah. and then, you know, shipping them off overseas. They have, they have two homeroom guys whose name escaped me at the moment that, uh, are supposed are on a lot of watch lists that that are guys that can perform very highly this year. Um, I I just love the team, man. I love the way their offense plays. They're a team that's going to score a lot of goals. I think that's that's very MLS friendly in terms of success within the league. Um, defensively, they're they're okay, but they were they were amongst the best scoring teams last year, and I think they just got better over the off season. Hey, fair enough. I mean, to be fair, I don't watch a single FC Dallas, uh, minus when we play them. So the only name I know on that roster is Jesus Ferreira. Uh, one name that we admittedly did not talk about, and this will be the last thing we talk about for last week, uh, Kai Kamara finally got his trade. 
Uh, you know, we were prepping to see him play against uh, our boys at Drive Pink, but now he is joining Chicago. Uh, do you think he's going to add any uh, anything positive to Chicago, boys? He's a journeyman. Um, I mean, the dude can score goals. Uh, where does he sit on like the all the all time scores at MLS? It's like third or fourth. Like, yeah, he's dude's top, I know he's top five. Yeah, dude, dude's definitely up there. Um, I think Chicago needs you know, needs some help. Uh, you know, I think it'll be good for the squad. We'll see. I mean, it's tough. Um, he's you know, fourth, by the, the way. He's fourth. Okay, so um, you know, maybe it works out. Maybe it doesn't. You know, age catches up with uh, with everyone. Um, but I think if you can have someone in there who has been a proven goal scorer in the league to you know take some pressure off of Shakiri, so he's not just having to be the the main goal threat you know playing out of midfield i think it, it could work out uh we'll see chicago's definitely had some some recent years of struggling compared to you know maybe where they've been in the past so we'll certainly see his his career list is absolutely wild if you go back and look at it first off he was playing in college in 2004 Okay, he played for the Orange County Blue Star, the Columbus Crew, the Earth or the San Jose Earthquakes, Houston Dynamo, Sporting KC. Then went out on loan to Norwich City, went to Middlesbrough, played for Columbus again, went to the Revs, played for Vancouver, played for the Rapids, played for Minnesota, played for a team at HIFK, played for Montreal, and now Chicago. Like, so you you're also journeyman? missing that he played. You're also missing that he played for not just Sporting KC but the Kansas City Wizards before the rebrand uh absolutely correct you are right so yeah uh to say he's a journeyman is definitely underselling it a little bit there jay i would imagine uh yeah i mean yeah. he's what almost thirty thousand. what is his total minutes played yeah one goal 144 is one goal away from taking down moreno in these or not taking him but tying him for third so i mean he's what what are we looking at here 16 goals off from from landon uh donovan uh, 20 goals off, or no, sorry, I can't even do math right now. 30 goals off, uh, from Wondolowski. So, um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see how it works out, man. We will see how it works out. It's going to be a long season. It's going to be a fun season. Yeah. 100%. He, uh, yeah. Chicago, a team that was among the worst in scoring last year, surprisingly, uh, with guys like with the experience of Shakiri and then obviously Chibelko too. Um, both of them struggled. Oh Yeah. Yeah, they they, they they definitely struggle to, to put the ball in the net. Um, you know, it, it can only help. I, I think once once those two guys have a support guy like Kamara and especially a guy that's so seasoned in the MLS like him, I think it's I think it can only help Chicago. So agreed. Yeah, absolutely. Uh Jay, you want to touch on some inner Miami news? Good sir. Um I don't know. What do we have? I don't I'm trying to to think uh we'll keep everyone posted on you know injuries and everything um am i missing anything did you did you follow me something i can't recall right now i did absolutely we have a new on-air talent moving from the field oh yeah, to yeah, yeah. apple tv sir karen gibbs so yeah and this i love this right because i'm, I'm american you know i, I love america i'm i'm, I'm paid about as patriotic as you can be but in this sport it just sounds better if with an accent if we're going to get rid of of Ray Hudson, we need to replace him with someone from the UK. We need that vibe. And Kieran Gibbs seems 
actually pretty natural uh, in that role. So looking forward to that. Um, everything sounds better, sounds more intelligent, sounds more classy if there's a British accent on it. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all for that, man. I'm, I was very, very excited to see that. Uh, that does free up an international uh, spot for us. That does uh, free up the number five kit as well as our number 10 kit remaining vacant and uh you know i'm trying to think like what two guys have played in those numbers that would fit you know in there and you know the, the names just kind of can't grasp them right now i wonder who it would be i mean it can't be busquets because his charge his, his charge remains are being left in the europa league floor at old trafford so there's definitely not much left to him um but moving <laughs> forward uh we also signed one of our draft picks seemed like this was never oh, going to yeah. happen absolutely seemed like just our draft picks went by the wayside but uh cole jensen signed through the end of the current season with club options for 2024 2025 and 2026 so uh adds an interesting dynamic to the goalkeeper locker room with uh Dos Santos and I believe Zulaga and obviously Drake. So uh hopefully and the kids will pan out. Uh, yeah, I kind of uh, forgot about Marsman, but yeah, you're right. Uh kind of feels got like the people we can learn from. Yeah. You know, we'll see. I again I wasn't a bit massive fan of that pick, but nope. I'm glad that we finally got him assigned right before the season you know, kicked off. Not that we had several months to do that, but you know, Hey, whatever we got parking figured out too, but let's not even get into, let's, let's not get into that. Jay, we said we have to be positive, <laughs> positive news. We probably should have made this a bigger announcement at the beginning of the show. But, uh, as you've noticed, if you followed us on social, the IMP C universe is up and expanding and Callie joined us today again he is uh hosting away days with Brandon Griffin um Callie just quick overview of what away days is I'll let you say it so I don't steal your thunder I appreciate that um away days it's um basically just a general MLS podcast I mean you two do a pretty steady job of anchoring down the the inner Miami stuff uh, that's why I said pretty steady. And, and I'm being when nice. I can I'm on keep, your show. When I'll, I can keep I'll place on the script yeah. and maybe not lose where the news is that <laughs> fan tries to lobby. And I'm and like, I, where is it? <laughs> it's like the antithesis of like the Dwayne Wade and LeBron photo, right? Um, but uh, yeah, just general MLS talk. Um, you know, we've gone through the, the Western Conference. We had an awesome interview with um, Elias Gregorius from uh, Montreal FC's podcast, The Ball is Round. Um, you know, and those are the, just the kind of things that we're gonna, we're going to be doing this week. We'll, we'll be recording uh, our Eastern Conference. Uh, oh, actually, we, we just did Eastern Conference. Sorry, uh, we'll be reviewing the the week that just passed, the week coming, and uh, just some things that stood out to us, and some things we'll expect for the for the week coming. And tell them about the uh, the collab you're doing this week because I'm really upset I'm not going to be there. Yeah, uh, so we will be interviewing a. Uh, I guess a host of a of a Philadelphia Union podcast, uh, recording shortly, and uh, lo- looking forward to talking to him. Looking forward to, to chatting him up. We had an awesome talk with with Elias from Montreal, so I'm hoping that carries over into this, and it's going to be exciting stuff. This is the trash talking one, though, right? Correct. Yeah. It is a three v three smackdown <laughs> of epic proportions. I don't yeah, want to say it, but I'm glad you guys did. I cannot. I cannot <laughs> wait. It's called like major league scream, major league scream screamers or something. Yeah, something like that, man. It's it looks fun. I, I love getting getting with the boys and just ripping on each other and having fun. So uh, check that out. Uh, also, uh, I am CF Traveler Chats uh, is also uh, live on the Inter Miami 
uh, podcast universe and there is another show coming up very very soon there will be four other good news coming more in text format and uh a new and improved revamped website for everything intermommy podcast universe related it's uh i'm excited for all this we will continue to drop hints and announce when things go live but uh yeah, man. I mean, this was uh, this is a good podcast to get back on. I, we've been focused on trying to get the uh, the other shows up and running, everyone on the same page and uh, in the same similar cadence here. So uh, happy to be back on the mic. I still feel a little rusty, but we're only going to get better as the season goes on. Than Callie, do you guys have anything else to state? No, I mean, it's almost like with everything else we've had going on, we kind of forgot that we had our own podcast that we had to do. So it's definitely kind of glad to get back on here with you. And uh, hopefully we're not shedding too many tears the uh, of 2023 season here. And it'll be another good season for us. Feels good so far. Uh, as always, follow us on social media, Twitter at InterMIA Podcast and Instagram at InterMiami Podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to enjoy this feeling um, until... 729 on Saturday. Um, that, that's that's how long I'm going to enjoy this this one for. Uh, as always, though, thank you for uh, for listening as we end every single episode. Vamos, Miami. Vamos, Miami. <laughs> <laughs>